wonderful, wonderful world out there. Of course, I am Quita, a.k.a. Belasian Quita, in the building, of course. And welcome to another fine episode of the Curvy Melhead Show, where, of course, I bring you alternative sounds, multicultural opinions, and, most importantly, unisex beauty. <laughs> Let's get into some quick riot talk, because today... Not even today. This week has been a heck of a week for me. Oh, my gosh. Not only did I completely trash my room apart, and I'm really working on revamping my lady cave here. It's just been absolute insanity. I bought a desk, got it off of eBay. The desk came and it was complete the one of the parts was completely trashed that part broke and now the buyer is actually making me take this desk down which took like pretty much 2 hours to put together and now i have to take this desk send it back to the buyer to get my refund and then i'm going tomorrow to find another desk setup which i really hope works for me but then I come to find out that the desk itself is way too heavy. So that's the reason why I've kind of been on a semi-hiatus for some of this week. And then on top of that, being sick as well, it's just been a hot mess of a week. So I want to apologize, of course, to my viewers on the Curvy Melhead Show TV program, video TV program on YouTube.com slash user slash Quita, and also to my intellectual geeks over at Sin TV, which is at youtube.com slash user slash S-I-N TV now. I have been way, way behind, and I just apologize to all my guests and all that good stuff. But today, we have a guest that has been one of the most anticipated guests that I have had in quite some time, and who I am talking about, of course, is Justin Brodsky from Artist Reach. He also does some cool stuff for people who have muscular dystrophy because it's such a serious condition. And I think that people, you know, life is so short. And what I realize is it's so important, you know, for people to be aware about muscular dystrophy and what the the consequences of what this condition does to people and what we can do to better ourselves. So he's going to be coming on around 5, 10 central time. Of course, for you Eastern time people, that would be around 6, 10 p.m. And any other time zone, you got to listen to this gentleman. He is well put together and just much respect to him. And before we even get into today's music, I cannot believe I'm so speechless right now about the shooting that occurred and killed nine people in Charleston, uh, South Carolina. I mean, this this situation um, really resonated with me because being someone who grew up in the church, now church is not a safe place. And it's making Christianity and, you know, it's just making Christianity even look more, you know, crazy, and and these type of situations, it it just really breaks my heart. So in honor of these nine people who were just horribly shot at, um, I want to give them a moment of silence in their memory. So as we progress here, let me tell you, life is too short to be 
you know, ugly to each other. And coming from a Christian background, being raised in the church, you know, I really hope that we can all come together as a community, regardless of religious affiliation, and really sympathize with these families because it's it's a very difficult time for them, and I and I understand what they're going through. So let's move on to greener and brighter pastures, of course, and let's get to this music. I got some new jams for you. Here's Myla J featuring Future with Freakin' Young California. I'm 
Rock You Like a Hurricane. Uh, shout out to DJ Mike for that. We're not going to waste any time. This is the man of the hour, of course, Justin Brodsky. How are you doing, my friend? That's pretty close enough. It's actually Brodsky, but that's okay. Brodsky works for me. <laughs> oh, Brodsky. I'm sorry. Apologize no, for that, okay. but how are you? I'm doing pretty good. How's everything um, in uh, some of the uh, central time zone there? Central time zone, I tell you, man, uh, it's just been, Wisconsin has been ridiculous in regards to the heat. Like, I'm turning into, like, an easy-bake oven. It's absolutely ridiculous. Oh, really? Yeah, same here with the city. Like, New York City, like, is an extra. Ugh. I think most people, the, the it's always the smog. There's 10 extra, like, degrees just from the smog alone. So, like, take the regular temperature you see on TV at 10 degrees, and that's a little bit more accurate. So when you see 86, you're really dealing with around 96 or 97. <laughs> so I have to say, uh, you know, it's very under-exaggerated. It's just like, you know, this is the weather, minus all the smog and all the pollution <laughs> in the air. <laughs> but anyways. Yeah, I I mean, to, to be honest, so many people, you know, told me to – to interview you because you, you really do have an interesting story. I mean, of all places, you know, to be, what really compelled you to be like, you know what, I want to be in New York and I want to create a company that I think so many artists are like, and to be honest, on top of that, I feel like so many artists don't really appreciate you know, what you do, because the industry is a very messy industry. I mean, I've dealt with it um, firsthand oh, yeah. myself. Yeah, well, that's, 
like I said, it's a very good question. Like, first of all, it's hard to find, um, let's see, there's two words that sound very much alike, that two very distinct differences. Um, one's called selfishness. The other one's called selflessness. And they're complete opposites, and one, they go in complete different directions. Now, um, uh, I did lose two brothers to um, a disease called muscular dystrophy, and um, all they ever wanted to do was see me play in my band. So I've been playing music since I was about three years old. Like, my father was in a Columbia Records band um, when I was born, like, before I was born, actually, and, like, like, as I was being, like, you know, brought into the world, like, literally my mom was on, like, a tour bus with, like, you know, me being pregnant with me, like, you know, riding around Europe and stuff with my dad's band. They were, like, the opening act for Foreigner and um, a lot of the bands from the classic rock era and stuff like that. So, um, you know, um, in fact, they're actually still on YouTube and stuff like that. They were called the Charlie Midnight Band. Um, but, you know, uh, in the music industry, Charlie Midnight actually left the band in um, some, I forget what country they were in. I think Barcelona somewhere. And um, he fell in love with some girl and um, also picked up some drug habit and just sort of left the band like, you know, in contractual <laughs> um, breach. So that that story kind of came to a messy end. But besides that, my dad had a drum set in the living room. You know what I mean? We had a little practice studio inside the uh, spare bedroom. And then, you know, basically he had the tools for me. You know, when as a little boy, what do you want to do? You want to bang on stuff, pots and pans. You make noise as a little kid. So I just made noise in a more productive way. And I was a little blonde-haired kid, you know, with a pair of drumsticks, uh, some headphones, and listening to some, you know, uh, Ozzy's No More Tears album, Led Zeppelin 1, 2, 3, and 4, Houses of the Holy, you know what I mean, stuff like that. And um, I would just start pounding on the rhythm. And then soon, with guitar, as soon as my hands got big enough, I think around seven years old, I picked up the 1976 Gibson SG, um, one of the same ones that, um, you know, Angus Young from ACDC would use, and I learned guitar on that, and I've put a guitar down since. Gibson has always been, like, one of my favorites, but I do love my Fender Strats, and um, from there, you know, I learned vocals even, like, you know, as puberty started to come through. It's like literally as soon as I was able to do it, like as soon as my voice was able to sing, I sang. As soon as my hands were big enough for a guitar neck, I played. As soon as my, I wasn't even big enough to play a drum set yet, but my father, like, you know, lowered the seat and, you know, sort of rearranged the kit. So I was a lot of, so I can get, you know, hitting the drums, you know, in a certain way where I can make it work. And when there was a will, there was a way. So, like, that's sort of, like, what took me to that. But now let's fast forward to circa, I'd say, 2013, when I decided to start the company. Now, it started under a different name. I call it the PACT Music Society. And PACT was actually, like, P-A-C-T, was on an acronym for Professional Artists Coming Together. Um, and, uh, you know... Uh, I mean, I did a name change actually because of something dramatic. I actually trusted somebody with uh, – I was a, in a business partnership with a girl that um, that was not only uh, working with me, like, with the, with, with the company, but she was also sort of like my girlfriend, too. So when we had a breakup, it was like, you know what I mean? I was trying to keep things cool and be like, you know – Blah, but you know, let let's just keep things cool. You know, like you know, either just walk away. You know, don't don't walk away mad. 
and then no, uh, and then she decided to be like, no, I'm gonna. She decided to change all the passwords and try to get me to pay a bunch of money to get it back. And I was like, oh, I'm not gonna do that. You know, this is extortion. <laughs> you could look that up in the dictionary. And she was a Canadian, not even an American citizen. So I was just like, okay, so I'm gonna start a whole new platform. So Artist Reach came out like maybe about six months later. So um, and uh. Got a better girlfriend. Don't worry about that. <laughs> that part. <came> no, <laughs> she is very gorgeous. So shout outs to um, your lady. I, I, she's really cool. She's, she's really talented too as well. Yeah, Christina. Christina's awesome. And um, on so uh, yeah, and she, and she's definitely very supportive. Like you know, she's definitely been a, a really big key factor to trying to push and promote things. Like she's a nurse. She's a registered nurse, and she patient. What she did started dating me like she knew nothing of the music world and she definitely didn't know how messy it was but she was like hey I can deal with messy you know what I mean she's like literally I can deal with messy I mean she's got people <laughs> like vomiting on the floor and all kinds of you know probably chaotic things going on in emergency rooms like yeah I guess that's a way of doing it I mean I, I don't get paid nearly as much as she does for something like that but like you know, it's just a different form of messy that, you know, but um, there's a lot of good that comes with it, too. There's a lot of, like, you know, the foundation for it is really, like, giving the indies a real chance to, you know, get some exposure out there. Like, you know, everything that we've done has been very authentic. Like, people take a look at our Twitter following, and they see us, you know, like, just a couple, just less than two weeks ago, we were at 170,000 Twitter followers, and now we're at 175,000. Like, you know what I mean? Once you get past a certain point, once people start seeing an interest in you, plus we we did have a small grant from like you know, uh, one was from Comcast that was done back in I want to say what month was that? In 2014, I want to say August. Um, it wasn't like a lot of money, but they helped out a lot. Um, we did do a small fundraiser for the company that turned out very well. Actually, it was an Indiegogo. We did reach our, over our goal, actually. That was actually pretty cool. And um, also, we had some family that helped out, too, that really believed in the idea. Um, we also attended some of the uh, – we attended CMJ. Um, we attended the New Music Seminar last year. We're going to do it again this year. Um, we did some networking events. We still do. Um, at some places uh, like the Climate Lounge and some of the places in the East Village like Lovecraft. Um, we went head-to-head, you know, try to get some sponsors. Like we met this group called the Set NYC. They do music and fashion. You know what I mean? You can really connect and network with so many people that are on, you know, like similar wavelengths as you. And that that's the best thing. Is like, no, don't just network with them on the Internet. Go and meet them in person. Go have coffee with them. Go hang out with them. Like, you know what I mean? See how you can benefit each other. And, like, one thing I do is, like, I decided to start something called, you know, the or, you know the roster, the band roster, where basically for a while it was just, like, you know, I was doing the muscular dystrophy campaign. I'm like, hey, give a donation to the campaign, and um, I'll put you on the roster. And, you know, we, we do, um, you know, certain things for certain groups, like, for example, um, you have Badass Beauty coming on in about a week, and they're they're on the uh, roster, and you're gonna love them. They're totally awesome people. They're totally awesome. Uh, they have great music. Their music is just like a bitch slap. It's like a musical <laughs> bitch slap. I love these people, like, and they're so genuine. And then um, just like yeah, I guess it's really based around like the fact that like the number one thing you have to think about is like. 
everybody wants to do the same thing in the music industry. Everybody wants to make it. Everybody wants to really, you know, especially, you know, I'm sure I can go on the block right now and find at least four, you know, have like the demo version of Pro Tools, the demo version of, you know, FL software and, you know, have their beats made and everything. And they're, you know, and, you know, we've all had, we've heard the same thing. Like mostly, like another thing you have to watch out for, and I'm not saying this, like, in a harsh way is like most of the time I talk to musicians, a lot of them like to over exaggerate. They want to impress you like, Oh, well, yeah, my band's talking with like, we're so we're talking with Sony right now, you know, stuff like that. Or, you know, like, um, Oh yeah. And we're like, you know, I've talked to rappers like, Oh yeah. Um, young money knows me very well, you know, stuff like that. And I'm just thinking, I'm just like, really, it's like, it's not that I, don't believe them and it's not it's it's just i find i find it funny that like almost everyone i talk to is really like i've never really gotten it straight from them where they're just like you know what i'm just starting out like i i don't know what like direction to go in it's like you have to know where like you know i guess to be like to get on a plateau that you got to be really honest with yourself you know what i mean like that's one thing you have to do you can't come out of the gate thinking you're all that and start right. telling people that you're doing something that, or you're involved with people that you're really not, because that's really going to come back and just sort of, like, hit you in the face. So it's just like, I'm the kind of guy I can come to where it's like, if you want to be real, real with me and not exaggerate anything, and you want to actually do this and actually, like, you know, do the legwork, like, because the only thing I require is, or actually that, you know, is really needed no matter what you do. I mean, it's just like, it's, you want this to work especially with artist reach it's like you know we're going to give you those tools we're going to hook you up with uh, the same connections that we have and you have to do your part with it you know what i mean it's like nothing's going to fall out of the sky for you i mean then beaver going baby 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 on youtube might have been a different story that's cool i'm glad that really made paved the way for him that just happened to be like you know um you know, I guess one like, luck of the draw, you know, some people do it at the lottery wagon like that, you know, it's like, I, I wish I would have gotten to that first, but I, I just, you know, when I was his age and when I was like, that's the thing, like I, I was a child musician. It's like, if I had if YouTube and everything that's on the internet right now was still out there at that time, like in that time period, um, it would be very, it would have been more crucial to like my, uh, my I guess my, like my music overall because it's like before it's just the only way I got people to my gigs was like especially when I was in like middle school and high school was passing out flyers um emailing people through hotmail and yahoo mail that was like the only way to like network on the internet if at all um or just try to get on like local radio stations and shout it out or just spread the word word of mouth it's like social media was no even not that, that was not even really a thought yet so it's amazing with what tools are out there right now. And I guess being, you know, 31 years old and just kind of like, you know, being like, oh, I was just like, you know, half a generation too late. It's like I would have known what to do with these tools when I was younger because like, that's one thing I knew I was good at. It's just like even when Napster came out, there was just a little, there was this little chat room for Napster that I noticed. And... um I put a few of my uh, band at the time songs on there, and I was just, you know, I, like messaging random people to, hey, I uploaded a few songs to my band, can you please check it out? And I literally had 
few thousand downloads and like, you know, like over a span of a couple of weeks. So when you typed in our name, you got a huge list of our stuff and I couldn't believe like how, how I got it out there like that. I'm like, there's gotta be a way to get it out there like this. You know what I mean? I'm like, I just need to, like I was seeking that audience. So, and, um, and tour booking was definitely more difficult too. Like literally you got to get, you know, uh, someone from the venue on the landline, let alone a cell phone. You know what I mean? It's, it's right. pretty funny if you pick up a cell phone, so it's let alone pick up a, a landline if they're sitting next to it at that time and not out doing their thing, you know, is <laughs> is really hit or miss. So, you know, things were a lot more difficult. So, like, when it comes to paying dues, you know what I mean? Like, people have to really know, like, as older guys, we had to go through a lot more hell to, like, do the things that most people can just do with, you know, a computer or an iPad or a right. phone right now to contact the tour and do all that. So um, basically, like, my thing is just like, I'm going to make it really easy for you. Artist Reach is why us? People ask, well, why should I go with you? It's just like, we'll put it this way. It's just like, and it's just nothing against anyone else that is different. Um, we are, anyone that's in that's involved with Artist Reach, including, you know, me and the whole crew. I have about um, seven or eight people that are on board with me right now. We have Artist Reach Online Magazine, too. Um, everyone is a professional musician. Everyone, you know what I mean, has music out. We've all done this on certain levels. We've all toured. We've all put out albums. We've all been in bands. We've all put in that same sort of legwork. Um, some of us come in from different ages and different backgrounds, but the you know, point is, is we've been on the battlegrounds and we know how this game works. And so when I, it's like, you know, we are like not just a resource or like people that went to school for music or were just, or just music grads or anything like that. Nothing against them. I'm, if someone does go for music, for music education, that's great. But I think like, you know I mean? We've had the hands-on experience for exactly what you're trying to do as an artist, you know? So if you need to get gigs booked, we know the stepping, we, we can skip all the BS and, you know, having to cut corners and going to find an agency and go, like, see, that, that's mostly what they do is you connect with them. And they're mostly middlemen, you know, like, oh, we'll go connect to our agency and have them book the tour. Oh, and we'll go connect with these people and get this done. It's like, no, 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 you don't have to do any of that. It's just like you come straight to us. We'll take care of that. We we do graphic designing. We do websites. We do show booking. You know what I mean? You think of it. That, I mean, outside of maybe choreography and doing makeup, I could probably find somebody for that, too, <laughs> if I really needed to. You know what I mean? I'll, I'm sure Christina would be would hop in for that if she wanted to. But, um, you know what I mean? Um, other than that, it's just like, um, yeah, it's just one of those things where um, – we're just the guys that, you know, we've done it hands-on. And I guess I'd say, like, Artist Reach is a platform where it's like, hey, you know, take it like take it from the guys that have lived it. You know what I mean? There's people that have learned it, and there's people that have studied it, and there's, there's those that have gone out into the battlefield and actually lived it. You know what I mean? It's like I've been stuck in the desert with a broken van with... 6,000 pounds or 6,000, at least $6,000 worth of gear in the back of a trailer stuck on the side of the road with no gas on the car or with some with engine trouble or something on a really, like, major tour. 
and waiting for AAA to come get us or our braking system breaking down in Pittsburgh. You know, I've probably been in every rut that you could put, <laughs> like in every nightmare you could probably think of on, on tour is to fight. And we've made mistakes, plenty of them along the way. I've been, you know what I mean? I remember I drove my first tour. I drove the entire tour because um, our um, our manager, who was a girl at the time, her name was Meg, her parents, actually, as a surprise, um, bought us our tour vehicle. Like, we had money saved, and basically what they, they, what they did was, like, you know, um, they saw how dedicated that their daughter was to our band and, like, how hard we were working. They're just like, how much have you guys saved up? And then we told them, and then they're just like, all right. And then they went and found a, a van and then paid the difference. They're just like, give us what you got, and we're going to pay the difference. And they got us a really nice um, you know, Dodge Ram 3500 with a trailer. I was like, oh, my God. I mean, it was like Christmas times 25 between all four of us. Like, it was the like, most uh, greatest experience in the world. And then, um, but um, I was the only one allowed on the uh, uh, insurance because most of the other guys weren't, well, two of them were, younger i mean i was 19 you have two two of the other guys were 17 they couldn't even drive past certain hours in certain states and then um the other um guy that was 21 he's got like two or three dwis they went in driving so i drove uh through 18 states mostly by myself <laughs> so you know kind of yeah trying to like you know parallel park with a trailer with a huge van in detroit is a little bit hard and and, you know, we're just a bunch of teenage kids doing this kind of stuff. You know what I mean? We're not a bunch of, mm-hmm. like, professional people with sponsors driving with us. But, like, one great thing to do is always try to tour with at least one or two other bands because it's like you could look out for each other, you know? Because, right. like, you know, you got your uh, the money saved up for the tour and then, you know, you're still getting, you know, it, it's just a good way to do that. Um, I did Van's Warp Tour with one band. Um, that is probably one of the most grueling tours I've ever been on. That was actually 2006. I all the time. I mean, Van's Warp Tour comes through, of course, Summerfest for us is like our largest music festival. Um, but, yeah, I always notice the Warp Tour when they go through it, it's very intense. Like, how, how is that experience like? Um, how, what's that tour like? I'm sorry. I'm repeating that question. I think I cut out a little bit. I'm sorry. Oh, no. In regards to that experience of tour, I know it's very going to be on there. And, and it's it's always crazy when it comes to Wisconsin. Like, anytime Vans Warped Tour comes, like, people, like, flock to it. And I've always wondered why, because there's so many um, other tours that, that have that same type of weight buffer. Bands is very popular, especially with the younger people. I would say people under 30 really are. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, kids especially love that tour. Um, I mean, I guess the thing is, like, you know, the thing is with the bands playing the, uh, the show and playing on that tour is, like, I don't know. Like, it's not. it's very grueling, first of all. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if people think that, that it's going to be a walk in the park and that it's just going to be one of those things. Where it's like, yeah, it's going to be a dream come true on one end. And on the other end, it's just going to be one of those things where it's just like, oh, my God. It's just like, what did I get myself into? Because literally, like, you're following a huge festival for many, many, many miles. You're circling the country, like, two or three different times. 
and yeah, you are drawn to uh, you are drawing the younger crowd. You are drawing the more teenage crowd. And one thing that I this is the best advice I can give any band that's on the tour, unless you're a band that's already really known or up, or you're on the main stage. If you're a fairly new band, you know, playing on that tour, you're probably playing one of the smaller stages like Ernie Ball stage or, um, you know, um, or whatever smaller stage you have going on, sometimes the acoustic stage. Always be out interacting with the kids and, you know, trying to bring a little uh, iPod with you, you know, get them to listen to your music and try to sell sell your album as you're going through that tour. And, you know, uh, stuff of that nature. Do whatever you can to make sure that, you know, not only with your album sales to survive on the road like that, but to also, like, make sure that, like, you know, that you get known and that you are absolutely, you know, out there to get as much of a, to, like, you know, extend your fan base as much as possible. So, like, that, that's, like, you know, the biggest crucial thing about that tour. And um, that is one of the bigger, like, um, Taste of Chaos used to be one of the bigger tours that came around. They, they stopped doing that, I think. That was something that Rockstar Energy stopped. And then um, Rock, Rockstar Energy actually now does work, so I think they just sort of merged. I know it's like in hip hop, you know, just like in some life is the experience. So, your experience, have you noticed just some common things that artists have done, it's particularly, you know, artists that are very talented in that level because, you know, they put out their baby mama drama or you know, they insult another band that they could potentially be working with in the future, like things like that. Yeah, um, um, uh, but to be completely honest, um, for some reason, like I think our uh, the phones keep cutting out or something like that. I got the last part of that. Um, Is it um, key? okay? Can you hear me now? Um, hold on. Oh, Verizon commercial. Here we go. Hold on. Uh, try again. Okay. <laughs> All right. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay, I can hear you, but it, it's kind of like um, like skipping a little bit. I don't know what it is. Do you want me to try uh, just, um, is that if I try hanging up and calling right back? Yeah, absolutely. I'll get into some music and then uh, you can call back. <laughs> Actually, wait, I can hear you a little bit better. I'm moving around the room. Maybe I'm wondering if it's on my end. It says I have full bars. All right, go ahead. Try yeah, again. Sometimes with me, too, I get that same problem. Can you hear me clearly now? The question was to, I like studying artists' behavior, like bands' behavior. It's always interesting to me, um, because often, you know, I'll go on their social page and they're, you know, talking about some drama they have with another band that it could potentially be working with in Baby mama drama, things that I know, especially hip hop, you know, experience is interwoven sometimes into the lyrics. Have you noticed just from experience in industry, key common things with artists, solo and a band standpoint, 
um, that prevents the accessible with is that you know talking to and allowing people know them for yeah um hold on one second uh say that last part i'm gonna different you, you skipped out again oh my god this is freaking stupid all right say that last part again um like um are you talking about like rivalries between um, like certain, like you were mentioning, like hip hop and like rivalries between each other. Like, have I experienced anything like, like that personally? That that that's as much as I got. Cause uh, I, I don't know why I keep skipping out. I'm even I'm even listening on the show, and I can hear it skipping on the show too. I'm like I'm like I'm like oh, this is not screwing up totally. Um, let me see here. Um, I don't know. Like the thing about like I know I noticed in hip hop, and I hope this is like one of the questions you were asking me. Is like I think a lot of the um, tension that goes on between um, you know especially with some of the famous acts with hip hop and with different genres like that. To me, in my opinion, I think a lot of that is you know publicity stunts. You know that's just kind of like the way I look at it. And um, as far as like any rivalry that has actually taken place in person, like you know there hasn't been too much of that. Like as far as like affecting careers or anything like that, it's always best for, I think groups to come together and really try to help each other out. And that's another thing artist reach does is like, you know, we're always trying to get everybody to help each other out on the platform. It's like, Hey, you know, we re- we released one review. We're trying to get other people from, you know, um, past reviews to help them out. Um, Michael Anati is uh, a name you're going to be hearing a lot. That is actually from, um, uh, our platform that's been there since the beginning. He's a totally awesome guy. He's like a he's, like, he's got like a world class sort of like roots sort of reggae sound. He's from the Bay Area in California. He's a really good friend of mine, and he's just got this big heart of gold that I can't even like I can't even explain or describe like how awesome this this guy is. You know, what I mean, he's super talented. He's actually got a Los Angeles um, music award like, and you know what I mean. This guy deserves probably any, no matter what award this guy gets, he deserved it. You know what I mean? This guy truly has earned, like, you know, whatever, however, whatever, wherever he could take himself, you know, I can confidently say, like, he just, just through his heart and through his, like, way of helping others and the way that he expresses himself, he deserves the world. You know what I mean? So he's a guy that you're definitely going to be hearing a lot of. So it's like, I try to avoid the negativity probably as much as I possibly can. I don't run into it too often. You know what I mean? It's just one of those things that, like, I guess I know exists no matter what when it comes to the music industry. And I um, I try to, I really try to focus on the positive. And, like, I really found a lot of... um. Like, you know, I've gone beyond just the U.S. too. Like, I noticed that there's a lot of big bands. Like, um, I know Five Seconds of Summer is like a band that's blowing up huge from Australia. Oh, bands have always been breaking out from the United Kingdom coming here. So I've been listening to a lot of bands. Um, or I've been actually have some bands on the roster um, from the United Kingdom that are actually really good. One's called Johnny War Black. Um, I've loved them ever since I um, actually... Had a Skype call, yeah. Had a Skype call with them. Those guys are freaking awesome. And then um, they have a um, video that's like almost all animated, and it's like one of the coolest things I've ever watched. And it was like, 
don't know, it was it was like Adult Swim animated, not quite like too like claymation. It was more like Adult Swim, and it was just really awesome and really raw and original. It was kind of Tim Burtonish looking. It was like a little bit of Tim Burton, a little creepy, but you know what I mean. In their words, they like creepy, so I was like perfect. So I'm like, hey, if that's what you're going for. It was that's awesome, and that's what they did. So um, yeah, I guess. Um, you know what I mean? I really try to take, like, I guess my main mission is to bring the best out of, you know, you know, especially artists that there's some that I've actually recovered it or I've actually talked to where they were just about to give up. And then, you know what I mean? They're like, thank God you got a hold of us in time because we were about to just call it quits. I was like, really? I was like, yeah. They're like, yeah, but I think this might be something worth, you know, keep going. And um, there's, a, there's actually two groups in particular that on the platform right now that are actually still together. I don't want to take credit saying because of me necessarily, but you know what I mean? The, the, the opportunity came at them and they're like, Hey, you know what I mean? Let's, let's give this a shot. Let's not just give it up. And then they actually, I helped them, you know, correct the errors that they were making. Cause like, you know, I was going over, I was like, you know, what really made you not want to do this anymore? And they actually really like, you know, spelled it out for me. And then I'm just like, well, you know, given it with my experience, it's like you, you know, have to turn this direction. And, you know, that we just started having a back and forth of like, you know, what they were doing right, what they were doing wrong, so on and so forth. So it was just one of those things where it was just like I was just sort of taking it, you know, on a wavelength of just like, you know, helping them out the best that, best I can to keep them going. So I thought that was really cool when, um, you know, they actually kept going. And I was like, wow, and they're still playing. So they still haven't quit. Um, because, like, I see they finished up the UK. Um, I really think it's an under kit. Um, I enjoy, of course, like Royal Blood and things like that. Definitely, you know, gotten recognition, but sometimes the nerves are like, well, can artists get influenced to, and it may not Hang on a second. This is... I don't know why. I have full bars, and you're still skipping out. Hold on. I'm really sorry about this. No, no. I'm like, I'm like I, heard you for, I, really, I heard you fine the first 10 minutes, and now it's like skipping. Like, I hear you in the beginning, and then it just starts to, like, chop up. Hold on. Um, tell you what, uh, can, can want me to just hang up and call you back? You want to just play a song really quick, and I'll call you back. Yeah. Awesome. Let's do that. Let's do that. Okay.
course, that was special. Of John, the pit, the pit, the pit, the curse is the Queda, Belation Queda. Sorry for all the interruptions today. It's something must be in the air. It must be this Mercury Rio thing that's going on. And everything that could go wrong is going wrong this week for me, I tell you. We have Justin Yeah, I'm really excited to see how that's grown and how that's gone here. What's up, Justin? Hey, what's going on? Yeah, I think I can hear you a little bit better now. Yeah, so, uh, I'm gonna blame if I if it happens again, I'm blaming New York City. New York City, you suck. <laughs> you suck really bad. <laughs> or or whatever phone. Or it could be the apartment. I don't know. I I live in a really like the apartment complexes. I don't. I mean, like I know sometimes that can be. I used to work for AT and T, so I know sometimes it's like oh. living in a tin can. Um, but I think uh, I think we're all right now. I'm using one of the. I'm actually using one of those uh, prepaid phones right now. So I'm like, if this doesn't do it, then you want to know what? I don't think any phone will. <laughs> <laughs> That's so so true. No, but it's amazing. Like what you do. I literally went. I just typed your name on Google, and it's just this small story. I mean, you've done something. You're doing are doing things for muscular and I mean when do you really have time to just have like a woosah moment and just like relax because NYC doesn't seem like the type of city you can really relax text someone like when do you have When do, uh, um, hold on, I got the last part again. Uh, hey, okay, now it's New York City's fault. All right, when 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 do I have time for what? <laughs> I'm sorry. When, <laughs> when do you have time to like give yourself some? It's, it's your schedule is crazy and like all the things that that you do. Because I, I noticed that like industry people don't sleep. It's like when do you? Oh, really I know. Oh, I know. Yeah. Get well. One number one thing is get helpers. You know what I mean. Like I said, like I have, a, I've you know at least seven or eight other people on board. Um, I have a few on call in different areas. Um, I got some people covering the West Coast for me. Um, as far as anything else goes, uh, you know what I mean. Um, most of my living actually is made online. Um, I just started um a, a Fiverr. Get you know Fiverr dot com, correct? I just started that, and, um, you know, believe it or not, like, I've only had it up for a week, and I've already, you know, marked up 14 or 15 sales. I was like, wow, I'm surprised, like, people actually jumped on something like this. Like, you know what I mean? And um, mostly music industry stuff, and, like, even just stuff I'm personally okay at, like, proofreading, like, you know what I mean? I'm a pretty good proofreader. I'm pretty accurate when it comes to writing and, like, you know, spell-checking and doing grammatical stuff, so um, I, I use that as a gig. People bought that. Um and um, tweets and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like it's like, hey, I'll tweet you to our huge network of 175,000 people in the uh, music industry. If anyone wants that for five bucks, you know, cool. And you could do it in package deals. Like, hey, if you want a tweet every day for a week, you could do it for 20 bucks. You know, stuff like that. So like, I'm mostly one of those like guys that's got like, not necessarily one. Like, here's some here's some good advice about the music industry. Don't ever rely. On just one or two, one or two ideas, have a whole bunch of ideas, and then go with like you know. I know obviously you probably don't have time to go like strong as you want with every single one of them, but you know put some time into each and see which one yields the best results. And you know that's sort of basically what I do is like you know I just sort of go through each one and then like 
You know what I mean? This one makes a little money here. This one makes a little money. This one, and then I pay attention to the ones that make you know that do a little bit better. Um, I also do have a day job. You know what I mean? Um, just doing some television stuff, and then um, basically, uh, yeah. On top of that, I mean, um, I'm pretty sure you're familiar with NBC, um, but that's mostly <laughs> contractual, and that's nothing. You know what I mean? That's like, I, I, like I'm not a guy that can just march in and out of there whenever I want. I don't hold a high position there, or nothing like that. Um, but you know what I mean? I was working with the guys on Saturday Night Live. And um, that's contractual work. They could still call me and have me come in and do post-production if they really uh, need me. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? They call maybe once or twice a month at this point. So it's cool to have that. And then, um, you know, outside of that, um, I have another job that's just like, you know, a regular desk job. So I have that. And then outside of that, you know, I try to fill my nights with, you know, just, you know, doing the artist reach stuff, you know, going back and forth with the people that I'm involved with keeping the social media active. And um, that's the number one thing also to really give advice is never show inactivity. Always, like, have something ready to go. Like, even if you're at a standstill, there's plenty of things you could be doing. Like, you could do a contest if you want. You know what I mean? Or, you know, you could do, like, a little giveaway or just, just do something to keep people interested, like, while, before you make your next move. You know what I mean? Even if it takes a little while, have something always scheduled, you know, whether it's attending an event, um, putting on an event, or just like, you know, just just get people interested. Show people that you're constantly out there really, you know, pushing, pushing like whatever you would, it is you're doing. You know what I mean? Always, I'm always making contact with new groups, and then eventually everything's just sort of residual. They just start coming at you. So what I, one thing I've noticed is like, you know, once you get past like a certain amount of people that are paying attention to you, like... Facebook, I think we're over, like, a little over 21,000 likes. And then um, on LinkedIn, I got a little over 11,000 um, connections on there. I've got a lot of really good connections on there. Actually, I've met so many people. That's actually, like, one – I think out of all of them, LinkedIn is one of my absolute favorites because it's, like – it's, like, a combination of, I think, like, of careerbuilder.com and, like, Facebook you know what I mean? It's like, it's personal, but it's also, you know, very work oriented. It's got more to do mm-hmm. with your background and where your skills lie. So I think that's out of, out of all, out of all the uh, social media networks, that's one of my favorites. Not necessarily the most like successful as far as like getting what I'm trying to get out there, out there. But, you know, as far as like, you know, what I take personal, like, you know, whoever, whoever invented that one, good job. I commend you. <laughs> so, that's my favorite. Yeah, absolutely. But I will definitely have to have you back on. Um, let our um, you know, projects that you're up to, um, because I'm mean, like you said, you know, you always have to be active, and that's why you know I respect everybody, you know, who gets there and who does. It. I mean, even myself too. I mean. You know, I go to grad school, all that, and you gotta like balance everything. Like people just see, assume like what they see on TV is a representation of how it is, and there are very few people in the music industry that are just strictly industry folks. Like that's the main thing that you know I've kind of learned through my process so far. Yeah, absolutely. So it, that's another thing is, like, if you're in school, that's another thing. It's hard to balance, you know what I mean? So it's really, like, just how you balance your day. And, like, you know, it's, like, 
I mean, you can go with your day and, you know, take it one day at a time, but, like, if you really want to get this down to the best that you can, you know, I'm not saying plan your entire week. And, like, you know, sometimes people actually take more time planning than they actually do, you know, executing their plans. You know, it's just just like, you know, it's one of those things where it's just like, you know, I think if you go with it a little bit more but have an idea of what you're doing, you're still going to yield results. But at the same time, you know, it's just like, you know, I say plan the most important things and the other things that, you know, you'd have to have it down to the brim. Just get the most important things out of the way and let the other things like, you know, you know, if you have enough faith and confidence in yourself, you'll be able to handle the other things that, you know, are just, you know, might be rough around the edges or maybe not completely there. But you know what I mean? It's just like if you know what you're doing, I'm pretty sure it's going to work out fine. So I tell people like not to – like literally there's one person I, I knew and the entire time I knew them, it, they were working on a resume for over five or six months. And I'm like it doesn't take over a half a year to do a resume. I think that was just an excuse for this person not to like, get a job. That's my opinion personally, but it's just like it doesn't – and in the end, this was like one of the ugliest – looking resumes I've ever seen with like the tiniest, tiniest letters that I think I've ever seen on a resume. So I was actually like completely like, you know, I can't really explain. I was just like, okay, you spent five or six months on this. It's like, you know, not to like, you know, drag them down, but it's just like, you know, I could have, I could have done something really nice for you that could have, you know, had the basic same information. And when I read through it, it was like, I don't see how this would take half a year for anybody. I'm pretty sure it was mm-hmm. just a way to say, "Hey, I don't. I'm not getting a job. I'm still working on my resume." That can only work for so right. long, you know. After half a year, I think someone's going to pick up on the BS meter. It's going to start going off, and you know, it's just like I just don't think you want to get the job at all. It's like, hey, maybe you can write resumes for a living. You seem to be pretty good at it. <laughs> but anyway, that's for sure. But just Um, taking time out of your and we'll definitely look to all the artists, you know, that will definitely be coming on the program. And if I need help, I pay for Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Um, hold on. I'm losing you again. One second. Blah, blah, blah. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you now. But no, um, give some contact information so if people understand. Hang on a second. I think I don't know what the heck is wrong here. I'm wondering. I think it's. I'm not sure if it's. I'm on a different phone, but for some reason it's doing the same thing. Yeah, because this uses every antenna in the area. So I'm wondering because I'm listening to. Um, is the uh, is what I hear on your show on the uh, uh, like I have it on the iPad too. Is that what people are hearing out on the air also, or is that Everything. something that? Yeah, because it's skipping on there, too. So I'm wondering if it's coming from, um, I'm not sure whose end it's coming from, but it's also skipping on there because I'm trying to hear you through uh, the mm-hmm. actual show and I'm still getting the skipping through there. So I'm just, uh, I'm wondering. Uh, but I'm I'm pretty sure it's my end. Like, I don't know. Maybe yeah. it is. <laughs> I have no I idea. Clear, but... so it's, uh, kind of embar- it's kind of embarrassing. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I was like, hold on a second. Um, Hang on. Once again, I just got the last part of that. Oh, man, this sucks. 
Tell your audience not to use phones in New York City because apparently they only work when they want to. Uh, let's see. And if this is a first for you, then um, <laughs> I'm not sure if that's uh, the greatest thing in the world. Hold on. Let me see. So you can hear me, correct? You can hear me perfectly? And clear. Okay. Yeah, I can't hear you for some reason. And I'm really sorry. Most of the interview is turning into a Verizon commercial. So. I'm sorry. It happened. But, no, um, okay. I'll definitely have to have you on, um, and I'll have to have your phone's working better. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Well, you have a great weekend, um, and yep. definitely we'll be keeping in touch. Yeah, yeah. Now I just yeah. When you just said have a great weekend, now I just heard that perfectly. That's the ironic part. So uh, tell you what, yeah. While we do that, let's. Um, you have badass beauty coming. This is what I'm gonna leave it at. You have badass beauty coming on in a week. They are absolutely awesome. Um, you're gonna be talking to uh, LaQuinta. She's the um, lead singer of that group. Um, she is on the Artist Reach platform. Um, she could tell you a little bit more um, about how we've interacted with her. Um, and um, hopefully you won't have the same phone problems as her uh, or anything like that. <laughs> and um, I, I'm pretty sure you won't. And, and um, yeah, um, she's a real trip to, to talk to. She's absolutely awesome. So um, definitely um, have your, um, you know, definitely push that out there that she's going to be, uh, you know what I mean, on the show. And she's going to, you know, be a one hell of an awesome person to talk to. She's going to have a lot of stories for you. And uh, her music absolutely rocks. So, um, yeah, and, and if anyone wants to check out artistreachofficial.com, she does have her um, – um, review on there, and then our just really quick out there. If anyone wants to get in touch with us, our official Twitter is Artist Reach, and then for our Facebook, it's um, Facebook backslash Artist Reach Official, and Artist Reach Official dot com. That's about it. hear me right hello Hello. oh my god all right this is embarrassing tell you what i'm gonna let you guys go because um i i'm I'm catching like static so um if you guys could still hear me you guys have an awesome rest of your weekend um thank you for having me on the show i'm really sorry that my end is like completely messed up here all right i i love you guys new york city sent all of its love out to the midwest right now and um, please tune in uh, in a week for Badass Beauty. And um, I'm going to sign off on this end. Um, if you can still hear me, I love you guys. And thank you for this opportunity. And I'm really sorry for the technical difficulties. You guys have an awesome, awesome weekend. Condolences goes out to those nine people that were killed. This man, what he did, what he did, and it breaks my heart. Condition, you know, we saw what happened. You know, everybody was all long ago. Now, about
Just because you got a record deal, that doesn't mean you have you stop working. It doesn't mean that you don't, you know, do tours and they're going on tours and they're doing all the things they're they're supposed to do. I just really hope that their management team, that they're just the industry people that they're working with is not screwing them over. Because we've seen this with very young kids, you know, and that's the trend now, taking these young kids and into nothingness. album comes out and you get your stuff together. This is coming from metalhammer.com or metalhammer.teamrock.com. And the first double-length release of the Book of Souls is going to be coming out September 4th. Of course, Iron Maiden is going to be releasing this. This is their 16th studio album, okay? And it's their first-ever double-length studio release. So it's going to be interesting because, hey, it's been quite some time since Iron Maiden really came out with an album, you know, and from what they said in this article, the sound is fresh. It's it's kind of more revived, but I really hope they stay to those grassroots that their Maiden fans love them for. But yeah, it's a two-disc set. You got here pretty much 11 tracks in all, and I, I'm really curious to see how things are going to be with this album. The artwork is really cool. And I'm really excited to see how that goes. My condolences once again. We had a lot of people dying this year. Oh my gosh. Rocky Raging Bull producer. This is coming from CNN.com. So we all know him for the Rocky series. And also produced another great film called Raging Bull with our own favorite man who loves the toast, Robert De Niro. But yeah, I can go and I tell you because nobody wants to go to a funeral of a jerk off. Even though you're dead, yeah, he or she was a jerk off, you know. So it's just important to always be good at what you do, but don't crush people to be good at what you do. I learned that earlier in my life. I truly believe that, you know, there's something called karma, and karma is not pretty when crushed on people's toes. There's another interesting story, too, from CNN. It's in regard to She's a normal woman. She looks like a normal woman. She has dark her eyes. Don't get me wrong. She still looks gorgeous. But it just goes to show, and this is the reason, as much as people may say, I, my opinion has changed of her since this photo has been I feel it takes a room, especially in the entertainment industry, from the experiences of You know, many women get buttons, able to suck out their weight, we type um services that help sacrifices. That means sacrifices of relationships, sacrifice of a lot of things. 
You know, and although there are exceptions to the rules, there are a lot of successful people out there who have spouses or, you know, significant artists or partners or whatever terminology you want to use, there's still a sacrifice to success. And I've personally dealt with that. I've had to cut friends. I've had to just take a lot away, you know, a lot away in my life to be where I am now. And sometimes it can be a very lonely, lonely journey. All this where I come from and never lose it. And on the coast of New England, which is called Marion Court College, pretty much they Challenges. They're they're not getting enough finances in order. And the reason why I sigh is just this is the problem of the education system. We spend so many on apps. We spend all money on main sports. There will always need to be we've seen it. Remember in the twenties ourselves, speakers. Used as a pastime to help get. So it's a smart news and all of these things. Just that get the this open and that the class is going to be fortunately going to be last in class now. That even though private schools, you know, don't have governmental um, backing on certain things, they may not have it at all. I think it's just really important to to that sometimes um, for those who don't affairs, and I'm going to graduate school. Sometimes some of my colleagues, you know, the the issue right now. What the Walker is doing with the UW system and these cutbacks are just absolutely asinine. Does affect the quality of education. From California, other parts of the world. You know, coming into it. adults are being educated because guess what? The things out here, and it will help with the reduction of crime. You know, crime will always happen, but then maybe things will turn around. Let's get back into the music. Good food for thought because today I am all hands on deck, all in the front, all in the back, just like that, like that. I'ma blow your mind, take it out on the phone, like that, like that. All in the front, all in the back, just like that, like that. I'ma blow your mind, like wasted heart. When you're 
When you left me, you left me with no choice I'm looking for a boy to fill this empty void Kiss the old me goodbye, she's dead and gone, dead and gone
going on? Belasian Quita here, or Quita, a.k.a. Belasian Quita. I am so sorry for all the interruptions of today's show. I truly apologize from the bottom of my heart. It's just everything that could go wrong with this show went wrong today. But, hey, that's how the business works sometimes. I'm just going to leave you with food for thought now. And then, of course, as they say, or Chris Brown would say, deuces. Uh, but pretty much, been kind of mentioning, you know, all the things that he's been through and how, you know, he's hustling. You know, he's pretty much hustling. He's got jobs going on, different types and that is the reality of the entertainment industry. Way back in the days of old glamour and old Hollywood is over. We live in an, a society, and especially the entertainment industry, you have to have many, as they say in the hip-hop community, hustles in order to be successful. So Rick Ross, yeah, is he successful? Absolutely. But, hey, he's got winning stop businesses. He's got little things here and there. Oprah, even Ashton Kutcher, they have T-shirts that they sell. Everybody has a hustle in order to make money. If you're trying to become, quote-unquote, famous, if you're trying to get into the entertainment industry because you think it's easy, and just because you have a pretty face, let me tell you, honeys, there are plenty of people out there that have pretty faces. There are plenty of people out there who are, quote-unquote, talented. There are many so, so many things people say about themselves, but the reality of the matter is if you want to be successful in this industry, you have to have tons of and you have to know how to network and you have to know how to be professional. I can't stress that enough. The bottom line, success comes from professionalism. Success comes from being humble. Success doesn't come from you being a jerk off. It comes from you really showing who you and not only who you are, but it's also about being able to work with different types of people and having a message that really interlays with people's hearts. Because if you can reach the hearts of people, you have to be truly successful. I don't care how much money out here. people with money out here, they can't even have a decent relationship. And they don't even know how to talk to people. At the end of the day, please, please remember who your people are and always, always, always value what you do because if you do what you do, for the rest of the Adriana Grande, of course, with one last time, and this is a Fincher remix. Of course, you can follow me on Twitter at Curvy Metal. Both of my channels, the Curvy Metal Head Show, which is at youtube.com slash user slash Belagianquita, and old time, actually, just down Cabal online. And so definitely check me out there as well. Slash S I N T V now. Let's get into a joint weekend and always remember to stay.
Me and all of my, me and all of my, standing on 
once again, sorry for the technical difficulties. Something was probably going on with both of our sides, both of the internet connections. You know how that goes. So always remember, once again, keep rocking. And until next week, which will be a much better sounding quality show, have a wonderful weekend.